Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is Friday, the 20th of October, 2023. Daniel Pedrew back with you for the final time this week, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. That's up before Vossi, uh, no, not Vossi, uh, habit there. Copes and Brandy for the breakfast show for listeners through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Vossi back in a couple of weeks. Our Queensland listeners will get the first hour of Copes and Brandy and then you'll have Pad and Heels. Big show, Charlie Goodsir, we're going to speak to in just a second. John Gallo will be on the line in about half an hour as well to talk all things football, not just EPL, because we've got the A-League underway as well, getting underway this weekend. A lot of cricket around, a bit of rugby league news around. So lots to get to on this Friday morning, but most importantly, want to hear from you. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Vossi not here. Charlie Goodsey is, though. Morning to you, Charlie. Good morning. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. It's been uh, a little bit slow at times, so mm. there's not a lot of uh, news generating, but um, I think uh, the the news of the 18th team being mm. a P&J sort of... Uh, Sort of woke a beast within all of us. It did. We will get to that in a second. You mm. say there wasn't much news around, but you were being a very good journalist the other morning, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, out to Eddie Jones's press conference. I know you spoke about it the other day on the breakfast show in Sydney, but that would have been a thrill, getting to ask Eddie a few questions. It was. Two questions two I got questions. to ask him yep. because there was about 20 or 30 other journos there, mm. all bang for blood. Mm. Uh, it was a pretty tense exchange there at Coogee Oval, uh, and pretty much everyone asked the same questions mm. that we all had on our mind. I mm. uh, managed to sneak a couple in there. One in which went, oh, I guess it sort of did the rounds, I, I guess, on socials. And uh, I asked him the question about if he's going to sign any rival talent for any codes. Mm. And he just clapped back and said, yeah, Nathan Cleary. That's all we want. Yeah. 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 Well, they'll take Nathan Cleary. I'm sure they'll take I think they'll take anything they can get, really. <laughs> uh, just before we get on to the 18th team, does Eddie Jones, do you reckon Eddie Jones is there come the 2027 World Cup? Because there was news floating around yesterday that he's got another job interview with Japan in the next month. 2027, no. Whether he's the Wallabies coach next year, I think yes. Okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't go as far as, say, 2027. All right, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, You mentioned the 18th team debate yesterday. Michelle Bishop mentioned it on the breakfast show with Copes and also Brandy about the fact that it looks like Papua New Guinea is all but done, really, to be the 18th team, and it's exploded in different media outlets, social media. I went on uh, Twitter X when I got home uh, the other yesterday morning about three hours after the show, of course, after all my work post-show, and I saw the tweet, the initial tweet that was put out on the Vossi and Brandy SEN breakfast account just going mad. What are your thoughts on Papua New Guinea, if that does happen, being the 18th team? Because I'm of the belief that it should be Perth, but what do you reckon? I do agree it should be Perth. I don't think anyone can disagree that it's not the proper market to get into. I think PNG, yeah. as we've seen for the, the PM's 13 games, um, we've seen the World Cup recently. Yeah. Uh, there is a market there for a, a PNG team. Yeah. Um, and they, they're in the Queensland Cup as well as the PNG Hunters as well. So it's not as if they're just randomly 
putting some team in some random location without really proper thought. Mm. I think it makes sense logistically. Where my cynical brain comes in yes. is the obvious political implications mm-hmm. that come with establishing a team in the National Rugby League. Of course, mm. China's a big threat in the in the Pacific. Mm. So uh, Elbow, uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, sort of put this Pacific Championship to sort of mend relations between the Pacific nations through sport. Um, the attraction of an 18th team sort of... Um, I guess exacerbates that a, a little bit. So it's pretty easy to look at the, through a cynical eye. Mm. I would have loved to seen Perth yeah. be the next team. I think what's the point of taking a game to Optus Stadium, uh, a, a double header mm. uh, early this year, mm. if not for possibly expanding there in, in the future, making it the 18th team. And I think it could really work. I think yeah. in the AFL, obviously a different mic because AFL is the predominant code um, over in over in Perth. But it really it works really well in the fixture. It's always that final game on a Sunday. Mm. And just on um, the situation as uh, well, you're right about government. Uh, Anthony Albanese has reportedly indicated that the government is prepared to help underwrite a team for up to $25 million a year. So we'll get back to the Perth thing in a second. I think with Papua New Guinea, a lot of the stuff I saw on social media, they don't argue that it's a good place to play footy. It's probably the only uh, country in the world that it is the number one sport rugby league. But I think the question has been asked is what if in three, four, five years time, the government does pull the funding where do like, uh, and they're not going to play all their games in Papua New Guinea either. So there's a lot of question marks, I think more so on having a Papua New Guinea team than a Perth team. I'm sure players will be lining up to live in, in Port Moresby. Um, mm. Yeah. I just, I, I you, whenever you put in a new team, you always think, okay, well, they, they're going to struggle the first few years. Mm. Um, but where, but where are the, what's in place to ensure that they're good for the next five, ten, twenty years, rather than this cycle of just constant um, disappointment and, and losing and, mm. and, and lack of funding? So th- that, that's where I, I have a little bit of an issue with because we're, we're going to be spending. $25 million every, every year to ensure, like, their survival. Mm. And the other... Could, int- yeah, it could have been probably better placed in, in-house. Um, so I think uh, just Perth continues to make more yeah. sense. And the other intriguing thing is by 2025. So does that mean they're going to be on the field by 2025? That's that's only one more season away. Um, it, 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 it is. I'm, I'm, I really hope that just means, like, a, a licence by 2025. It yeah. means that they're... They're up and running, so maybe sort of with the Dolphins had that that year to get everything organised. They didn't mm. give them the licence, and then they got a year to get the players, get the infrastructure, mm. get sponsors, get a jersey going, all the logistical stuff like that, and then the, the following year they played their first game. Mm. They yeah. they're also going to play games in Cairns as well, so Port Moresby and Cairns. yeah, which I which I think is the smart move. But on Perth, before I let you go, on Perth. 100% agree with you. I think it is the obvious place. And it's not just this year or well, the last season that we've taken games over there. We've seen Origin played there. Quite often we see games played there at least once or twice a year, whether it be a doubleheader or two separate teams to go over. And the other thing that Perth makes sense for from an East Coast point of view, which is where the NRL dominates in New South Wales and Queensland, is the time zone as well. You could have a Friday night game there at 7.30, late at 9.30 here. You could have same thing really on a Saturday, Sunday. You can work around with that time zone. And I think if you look at anywhere else in Australia, that is the place where an NRL team, an 18th NRL team could work. Yep, I'd... Everything you just said, Dan. I, I can't you. disagree with anything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what was I going to say? What's on for the weekend? 
nothing. Sweet nothing. It's been nothing. a pretty busy week mm. here at, uh, mm. at, at SCN. Mm. Um, so really looking forward to putting my feet up and mm. just uh, relaxing. Australia winning the cricket tonight? No. No. Ooh. Okay. They're going to lose to Pakistan. And good news for the Tradies News listeners as well is that this time next week, I'm having a, just one day off. I will be back on the, well, I'll be back on the Tuesday, but more news on that a little later on. I will be at work on the Monday. Um, you're going to be hosting Tradies News next Friday. Yep. I can already hear the Kingswood Welder writing mm. in uh, chuffed uh, at the news. Yep. But yeah, looking forward to it. Another stint in, in your chair, Dan. And uh, uh, maybe one day will be permanent. <laughs> Maybe in about 15 years. Um, you're going to talk some proper footy next weekend, uh, next Friday? Well, not really because it's no, all done. Yeah, uh, I see there was some AFL news, but we won't go into We it, won't go into no. uh, why. No. Uh, Charlie, good stuff. Enjoy your weekend. I know you have a lot to do with the breakfast show. Brandy and Cope's coming up after 6 a.m. I'll speak to you next week. No worries. Thank you, mate. And Charlie Goodsir will be in the chair next Friday. So mark that in your calendars and count down uh, the minutes. I'm sure everyone uh, across the SEN listening audience is looking forward to that. Nine and a half past five. It's nine and a half past four. Yeah, your thoughts on all of that in terms of the 18th team, Perth, Papua New Guinea. It seems like Papua New Guinea has got their nose in front. There's also uh, the Pacific Minister, Pat Conroy, in July committed $5.5 million to help Papua New Guinea prepare a business case for their NRL bid and develop a pipeline of players. So, look, it seems that it is going to happen, that it is going to be Papua New Guinea. I've said for a long time now on this show and other places that and as we just said with Charlie, I, I personally think Perth is the obvious place to have it. Now, we remember back earlier in the year, there was the conversation that Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo said, this is probably about April, May time, that they would like 20 teams by 2032, by the next Olympics. So we're heading into the 2024 season. So still time to get to that 20 teams. And we've had conversations on this show before where those three teams should be. And I think the majority of people when I ask the question, and I'll ask it again this morning, have at least put Perth in there. Maybe not as the next team, but one of them. It blew up Twitter. I must say, as I said with Charlie, a lot of the social media reaction yesterday and last night was pretty negative on the Papua New Guinea team. And not the fact that they don't support rugby league and people wouldn't love to see a lot of rugby league played there, but really with the government funding, if that gets pulled in five years' time, will they have enough there to be able to prop them up. I still think Perth, not and not just for a time, like, and as I was saying with uh, Charlie, the time zone as well. Um, you could have three Friday night games. Now, not that we would want on the East Coast a Friday night game every week at 9.30pm, obviously. But with the time zone, you could work at any time, really, especially on a Saturday and a Sunday. And, of course, they would have to have a few Friday night games as well. I just think it's the obvious. And whenever we take games over there, as Charlie said, we get crowds. Now, it is an AFL market, but I think if you look at the AFL markets in Australia, the one that could most likely be cracked is Perth. So what happens? Are you happy with the fact that we are going to, it looks like we're going to get a Papua New Guinean team as the 18th team? The other intriguing thing, as I said to Charlie, by 2025, does that mean it's a license by 2025? Or does that mean they're actually on the field by 2025? Now, I can't see that happening. Unless it gets awarded very soon, then maybe. But the Dolphins were giving, given, what, 18 months? Maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less to get a team on the field. And look, they did well this year, but didn't end up making the eight. 
I would have thought a license in 2025 for a start in 2026. What do we reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Are you happy with the fact that it is going to be, looks like, Papua New Guinea as the 18th team? Or where, if, it, if not, where would you like to have it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 It's part of our Makita Power Play this morning. The Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power Without Limits. As I say, look, I don't have an issue with it. I just think Perth should have been the 18th team. And I suppose the question now has to be asked, if we are looking at 20 teams by 2032 and Papua New Guinea will be the 18th team, who are the 19th and 20th teams? Perth would definitely be one, you would think. Where's the other one? I'll ask you, as I've asked a few times over this year, where would you like to see your three teams, the 18th, 19th, 20th team in the NRL? And I suppose the other question has to be asked as well, as we talk about the season, how long it is at the moment. By the time we get to 20 teams, if that is indeed the end goal, and if that does happen, surely the season goes even longer than it is going now. Is there too much football being played? I know there's a lot of people, look, I love rugby league, I'd watch it all year round. But I know there's a lot of people that think the season is too long. And then on top of that, you get Origin, you've got the internationals, which are going on at the moment, more games coming up this weekend, which we'll get to shortly. Your thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Papua New Guinea, the 18th team, it seems. Are you happy with that? If not, where should it have been? And if you're not happy with it, why not? And tell me where you think the other three teams or the other two teams will be based. And is there too much football? I know there's been a lot of talk about this in regards to the internationals being played at the moment. Um, and it, it does, although people are, are watching it, no doubt, um, it, it does seem to be going under the radar a little bit. They may, that may change next weekend when Australia play New Zealand and then the final weekend after, but... It's definitely not capturing the attention as maybe the World Cup did last year. Thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, the cricket last night just before a break and then we'll get to some more of the news of the day. India took on Bangladesh. Bangladesh off there, 50 overs made, 8 for 256. Uh, India in the end managing to win by 7 wickets. They got that target in 41.3 overs, winning by 7 wickets. So India got there with the loss of just 3 wickets. A good total by Bangladesh, still 256, but India getting it done pretty easily indeed. And of course tonight, big match for Australia. Australia taking, taking on Pakistan. That'll be at 7.30 tonight. The WBBL got underway last night as well at North Sydney Oval. We'll talk about that. Bit of other cricket news floating around. Bit of rugby league news floating around as well. So plenty to get to, but want to get to your text, your calls to show all yours over the next 15 or so minutes. 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. We'll take a break. Back with your texts and calls after this. It's quarter past five, quarter past four in Queensland. Coming up to 20 past five, 20 past four in Queensland. Tier Tex in a second. Thanks to the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation and power without limits. Rugby League this weekend, week two of the Pacific Championships tomorrow afternoon at 4pm. Should be a good one, this New Zealand. Uh, their first game of the series up against Samoa, who we will know will want to hit back after their loss to Australia 
last weekend. So uh, that'll be on at 4 p.m. tomorrow. And then on Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m., Fiji will take on the Cook Islands. You would fancy Fiji to win that game on the back of uh, what the Cook Islands did last weekend. But we'll wait and see. Uh, the women's uh, 145 tomorrow. We've got to uh, New Zealand coming up against Tonga. And then at 145 Sunday, it'll be Papua New Guinea up against the Cook Islands. And just over there in England as well, uh, we do have the start of the three-match series between England and Tonga. Uh, and that match, the first match we played Monday morning, early hours of Monday morning at 12.30. So, of course, subtract an hour of all these times if you're listing in Queensland, England taking on Tonga. And that is a three-game series, which I actually think may well be a more interesting series. Uh, clearly, Australia and New Zealand next weekend will be good um, in the Pacific Championships. Samoa, a competitive team. Fiji, we know. But I think that England-Tonga series will be really, really good. So uh, we'll find out what's going on there come Monday morning. The first game on a Monday, and then I think the next two will be on the two Sundays. So that's what's happening in terms of the rugby league this weekend. On the field, a couple of texts on 0457 736 736. First one from Andy. He says, Are China don't play too much rugby league. Uh, so it was a no-brainer. Uh, thank you, Andy. This one's an interesting one from Brett. And I know it is a bit tug-in-cheek, Brett, but it is a, it's an intriguing one. And it's a debate that does get put up, uh, brought up every now and again. He says, good morning. Papa New Guinea in and the Manly Sea Eagles relocate to Perth. Rename them the West Coast Sea Eagles. Uh, Brett from Auburn. Now, obviously, a bit tongue-in-cheek because there is an AFL team. They're called the West Coast Eagles. But on a serious note, and that's that's very good from Brett early on in the morning, but on a serious note, how often do we hear about relocating a Sydney team? Um, and every team in Sydney's name has been brought up at one point or another to move somewhere else to play NRL. I just cannot see it happening because, and, and I think we've had this discussion on the show before, you, you can probably put up a few for a few clubs, a few legitimate arguments about why potentially they should be relocated to another part of Australia or New Zealand. But if you're a fan of that club, you'd be devastated. Um, and you would potentially, now you'd still have a team, I understand that, um, and you would still play quite a few games in Sydney just with the amount of Sydney teams there are anyway, but all surround, surrounding areas. But um, you would potentially, by relocating a club to another city, you, one of the ramifications of that would be you would be basically potentially getting rid of tens of thousands of fans of the game. And that's one, just one of the reasons why I don't see it happening. And I think the other thing is, is that you, when you, and we've seen this this year with the Dolphins, when you're starting a new club, you want your own identity. Now, that's not to say, as we were talking about yesterday, that the Bears may not be in some way, shape or form part of the NRL competition in the next 10 years. We had a text yesterday saying, bring in the Jets as well. But you do want them to have their own identity as well. So moving an NRL team, a current NRL team, out of Sydney to somewhere else, I just cannot see happening in the foreseeable future. I think what will happen is if the, the target is 20 teams, we will get to 20 teams and that will probably be it. The other question mark I have just before we move away from this is that 18 teams, which is what we're looking at at the moment, forget about 20 teams. Uh, I suppose the question mark is, do we have enough talent for 18 teams? Look, I think for 18 teams, we probably do. But 
we have seen in recent years teams like the Tigers, the Dragons, and the Bulldogs, and other teams struggle. Now, there is a lot of reasons for that. It's not just the players on the field. But you don't want to get to a situation, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine mid-year. We were standing on the hill at Brookvale Oval uh, waiting for a, a rugby league game, Manly and the Roosters, to play. And he made a very good point in the fact that, yes, you want to expand and you want to take the game to different places, and that's all very well and good. But you also don't want to damage the game's brand by having a lot of one-sided games. And I suppose that is the risk. We've seen it, and we'll talk to Matty Cox about this next Wednesday, host of Trade Issues down in Melbourne. We have seen it in other sports, AFL, where they do bring in new teams and there are one-sided games. Now, you're always going to get one-sided games. It doesn't matter if there's six teams in the competition or 20. But you just don't want to risk damaging the game's brand by expanding too quickly as well. Happy to hear your thoughts on that on the open line, one 300 or 0457-736-736. Uh, happy to take your call right now. And any texts that come through on that, on the back of Papua New Guinea, looking like to be the 18th team, if you're just tuning in, you happy with that? Or where would you put the 18th team? In my opinion, it would be Perth. And what is the right amount of teams to be playing in the NRL? Is it less than what they want? Is it less than what we have at the moment? There'll be a lot of people with that argument as well. Happy to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170 at 26 past 5, 26 past 4 in Queensland. A bit of other news floating around as well. Australia, as I said, in action against Pakistan tonight in the cricket. Well, they got the win against Sri Lanka on Monday night, but this is a crucial game. And the only one won and lost two in the World Cup. Um, Pat Cummins said that Australia would confirm its team at the toss, but that everyone is healthy, so dare say it will be pretty similar. He was he added that he was expecting a high-scoring encounter on a traditionally batting-friendly deck. He said, I dare say it's going to be high-scoring, smaller field, pitch is always really good here. So batting, super important. I think the, the, guy, the way the guy started last game really set the tone. Uh, Mitch Marsh, Dave Warner up front from the first over, taking the game on, and that's what we want from our players. And they're working really hard. They're doing all the right things. Australia's course was helped by the Netherlands beating South Africa the other morning, um, but had also proved to Australia and their captain, Pat Cummins, uh, that no team is to be taken lightly in this year's World Cup. And he's right. And it's a tr tricky game again uh, tonight against Pakistan. And you look back, and we spoke to Paul Dennett the other day about that game against Sri Lanka. Um, See, that, that started off pretty badly for Australia and then, thankfully for Australia, turned it around. So, tricky game tonight. As I said a bit earlier on, India uh, won last night over Bangladesh overnight uh, by seven wickets. WBBL started last night as well. I don't know if you caught any of this at North Sydney Oval. And the Melbourne Stars taking on the Sydney Sixers. Uh, the Melbourne Stars ending up winning by two runs. Uh, Sydney Sixers made 163 Stars making 165. So well done to the Melbourne Stars. Meg Lanning for the Melbourne Stars made 55. She was the highest uh, run scorer. And then for the Sydney uh, Sixers, um, we uh, saw uh, 
Alyssa Healy made only 10. Ashley Gardner, who the boys on breakfast spoke to the other day, highest run scorer of the game for the Sixers, 72. But unfortunately for the Sixers, not enough uh, to beat the Melbourne Stars. So that is what is happening there. The WBBL, of course, will continue right uh, over the next few weeks as well. And good to see some cricket at North Sydney Oval. We were talking about cricket the other day, North Sydney Oval, sorry, the other day, yesterday morning, actually, and not getting the funding. Uh, but still great to see some cricket there. At North Sydney over last night with the Stars beating uh, the Sixers today. There are a couple of matches. The Renegades will take on the Brisbane Heat. That'll be at 3 p.m. That is followed at 10 past 7 by the Hobart Hurricanes up against the Perth Scorchers. As I say, A-League is coming up across this weekend as well. We'll talk to John Gallo about that shortly. Last night in the basketball, though, uh, the Phoenix 102 defeated the 36ers 85. Uh, tonight, the Illawarra Hawks will take on Melbourne United. And then tomorrow, the 36ers will play the Wildcats um, and also the Phoenix play the Bullets as well tomorrow. Then on Sunday you've got Melbourne United up against the Breakers and the Sydney Kings in action on Sunday at 4pm against the Jack Jumpers. So that is what is happening in the world of basketball this weekend. A bit more rugby league news before a break and then we'll turn our attention to football. Brett Morris of course, wonderful player in his time for different clubs, uh, will be handed his first head coaching role with the ex-Kangaroos Flyer taking charge of the Roosters New South Wales Cup team as part of a major shake-up of the, off-fields, uh, of the club's off-field staff. Now, Morris has been working alongside Trent Robinson following his retirement in 2021. Other changes to the Roosters include the return of Hayden Knowles. The long-term performance manager will help in a range of roles while the Roosters have hired Simon Jones to be their new head of performance. Uh, Jones has had a long career in rugby where he's worked with the All Blacks and Japanese national teams. More recently, he spent four seasons as head uh, of athletic performance with Super Rugby Club, the Highlanders. The Roosters also have former Titans mentor Justin Holbrook joining their coaching staff. And former Tigers Premiership winner Shane Elford will become Penrith's new head of football come November 1. He was part of the Tigers 2005 Premiership winning team, has been a key part of Penrith's success in recent years um, and will now become the head of football come November 1. And just on the Panthers as well, Always there's a bit of talk about the World Club Challenge. Uh, They are expected, though, to travel to England for the World Club Challenge on the 23rd of February, which will be a week before the Las Vegas doubleheader. The match will pit the NRL champions against the Super League powerhouse Wigan, who won the competition last weekend. The boys have won three premierships but haven't won a World Club Challenge, uh, Panthers boss Brian Fletcher said, but looks like they will be heading over to the UK to play Wigan there. So that will be uh, good to see the World Club Challenge over there in the UK in a few months' time. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Mainly talking about, but you happy, I'm happy for you to talk about anything uh, in sport. Mainly talking about rugby league this morning, Papua New Guinea. The 18th team looks likely. Are you happy with that? If not, where should it have been? And what is the right amount of teams in the NRL? What should be the right amount of teams in the NRL? What would be your magic number of teams in the NRL? And would you make the season shorter? Or are you happy with the length of it 
at the moment. What are you looking forward to most on the weekend of sport? We've got some cricket on. Of course, we've got the Rugby League. Caulfield Cup is on, of course, uh, tomorrow afternoon in Melbourne as well. About 5.15, that is on. A-League, which we'll get to in a second, is getting underway this weekend as well. As I mentioned, the NBL, the WBBL. What are you going to be watching this weekend? What are you most looking forward to across the course of your weekend of sport? Is there something I haven't mentioned that you're going to be watching or attending this weekend? Happy to hear from you. one 300 70 0457 736 736. It's all for the Makita XGT experience, professional cordless power without limits, uh, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. We'll talk football after this with John at Gallo. It's 28 to 6, 28 to 5 in Queensland. Just before John Gallo, uh, don't forget, of course, we're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think redsmokealarms.com.au. And a mayor safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Text here from Gary saying, Dan, WA should have been the next team, not Papua New Guinea. Yes, well, it does seem like it will be Papua New Guinea. Uh, elbow throwing in 25 millions, uh, not a good look. Yeah, okay. I, I understand I understand where you're coming from, Gary, and I also understand the fact. And, and that's, look, you look at social media and the reaction yesterday about this news. That was broken on uh, the breakfast show here with Copes and Brandy. Is that, I, I don't, look, I don't, as I said at the top of the show with Charlie, I, I don't think anyone has a major issue with Papua New Guinea having a team at some point in the future. My fear is that, they get the licence, all is going okay, and if that government funding ever gets pulled, which it might, it may not, what happens then? And do they have enough money? Maybe they will in five or ten years' time to be able to set up by themselves. I, I, I just don't know. As I say, away from all of that, and you can have your views on that, happy to hear from you on that one, but away from all of that, personally think Perth is an absolute no-brainer for the 18th team. Um, we're... Obviously dominant in the Queensland and New South Wales markets. We've got a, and of course, ACT, obviously. We've got a bit of the Melbourne market, but predominantly AFL there, as it always will be. But the Melbourne Storm have a pretty good following down there. I just think Perth is the next logical market. We take games over there. As Charlie Goodsir said, we take games over there. We've played Origin over there. Whenever an NRL game is played over there, it works. There's crowds. It works time zone-wise. I just think it's a no-brainer. Happy to hear from you, though. 0457 736 736. And is 18 teams the right number of teams? We're looking at 20. What do you reckon? And what are you going to be watching this weekend? Are you going to be watching the rugby league? Are you going to be watching the cricket? Are you going to be watching the Caulfield Cup, the NBL? Or are you going to be watching a bit of football? Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And here to talk about football, as in the round ball version of football, is John Gallo. Morning to you, John. Morning to you, Dan. That was a, a brilliant segue Thank into you. football there, mate. Very thought out. Uh, many sports are there this weekend, isn't there? So many things to watch, but I'm really looking forward to having the Premier League back this weekend, mate. So many great games to go through as well. It was a good segue. Can you tell I desperately need a holiday? But anyway, that is okay uh, because we yeah. are loving talking football. We will talk EPL in just a second. However, A-League, of course, underway. Actually gets underway tonight. I'll ask you, we'll have a look at the Sydney and Queensland teams in just a second. But before that, announced the other day um, that the A-League Grand Final is going back to the more traditional way that the A-League used to do things, where basically the top, whoever finishes first, uh, will get the, or the top team will get the A-League Grand Final. But 
Instead of that, New South Wales is getting a, a version of the NRL's Magic Round. AFL now have Gather Round. It's going to be called Unite Round. It's going to be held between the 12th and the 14th of January, and it's going to be played at Allianz Stadium. You still have not been to Allianz Stadium. Uh, maybe a good chance for you to go to Allianz Stadium. Put that in that calendar. Uh, Combank Stadium yeah. and Leichhardt Oval, men's and women's. Um, Look, I think logical choice for the A-League Grand Final to go back to what it used to be. It caused a lot of uproar when that decision was announced a little while ago. And every other sport is getting on the Magic Round bandwagon. So why not football? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think yeah, for Sydney football fans and players, it will really ignite everyone together. Um, so it makes sense to put into Sydney. In terms of the whole um, Unite Round, I think it's a great concept. We've seen it work, obviously, for the NRL and what it's done there. For, for Magic Round, so I know it's a, a very exact same kind of concept, really. Um, and I think it will, it's apparently going to go flipper down all, all the way to the under eights as well, the grassroots teams as well uh, that represent the A-League clubs. So, yeah, I think it will be a great concept. I think it's going to hopefully unite football as well even further now and really get that momentum happening that we've seen from the Women's World Cup as well as the Socceroos' success of recent as well. So if we can continue that momentum as a sport, I think it will do us all the world of good. So I can uh, completely understand why they've put together the A-League. And I think it's a, a good concept that hopefully will bring a lot of crowds and families together come that time in uh, in January next year. And you talk about uh, the momentum of the Matildas. 11,000, over 11,000 people at Allianz Stadium for the Women's Sydney FC opener last weekend, which is a huge crowd. So well done to them. Now, the Men's A-League getting underway tonight, actually, with Adelaide taking on the Central Coast Mariners. We'll just fly through this because we want to get to the EPL. Uh, that game, Adelaide or Central Coast? Of course, hard to tell round one, but what do you reckon? Well, I'm going to go with Central Coast. They had a terrific season last season. Um, so I'm going to go with Central Coast. Went deeper to the finals. I'm going to go with the Mariners. I thought they had a great run last season. Although being at Adelaide will be difficult. The Adelaide crowd, Cooper Stadium, can be packed out. Very close ground as well. There's a lot of fans towering over you. Uh, it could be to Adelaide, but I think it might be. I'm going to go with a draw to kick things off. All right. Uh, quickly, Brisbane up against MacArthur. 3.30 tomorrow. MacArthur's home game. Yeah, I'm going to go with MacArthur. I think home game first up, and I think Brisbane travelling to MacArthur will be a little difficult one for them to start the season off. There might be a few cobwebs. Both these teams, as expected, I'm going to go with MacArthur 1-0. 7.45 tomorrow, Sydney FC at Allianz Stadium hosting Melbourne Victory. Yeah, the, the blue derby, the traditional derby. And uh, look, I think Sydney FC at home, big crowd behind them. had Obviously, Australia Cup success in the off-season, which was great for Sydney FC fans. I think Sydney FC will back that up with a lot of confidence at the moment. I think Sydney FC just 1-0. And also Sunday afternoon at 3pm, the Wanderers in action against Wellington. Yeah, I think Wellington, again, a difficult away game for them to kick off the season. I expect there'll be some cobwebs again with Wellington. Um, I think Western Sydney Wanderers playing in the opening game of the season will be a good time. I'm going to go with the Wanderers. The other two, the other two games this weekend, 5.30 tomorrow, Melbourne City up against Western United and Sunday afternoon or Sunday night at 7.45, Perth Glory will take on the Newcastle Jets. All right, let's turn our attention to the EPL. It's back after a weekend off and what a way to start it tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m. Liverpool hosting Everton. Yeah, the Merseyside derby, and look, I mean, obviously Liverpool's form has been, you know, quite good this season already. They only one loss and a draw leading up to this game, but backed up on on three wins on the trot in the last five. 
Whereas, you know, obviously Everton, they won their last game as well before the international break. And this is a little bit tricky game for Liverpool, though. I know Liverpool are coming here with better form and obviously higher up in the ladder in the, inside that top four. Been a terrific start of the season for Liverpool. Uh, but Everton, I know they've been you know, sputtering along the start of the season. Obviously, the, the opening two or three weeks was a terrible start for them. But the win last uh, last time out would hopefully give them a lot of confidence. Hopefully, the morale will be up. Obviously, Merseyside Derby, so you hope they don't need to be... Uh, you know, turn up any further than, than what they should be already for Evertonian fans. Um, but I expect Liverpool to win 2 0. I think Liverpool will be just too polished on the day, but I think Everton will really be up for this game. So expect a, a good fight and a good contest throughout. All right, a host of games at 1 a.m. Of course, if you're in Queensland, subtract, subtract an hour on Sunday morning, so it'll be midnight. Brentford Burnley is the first of those. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Brentford 15th versus 18. Two teams that have been struggling along this season. Um, there's been no wins in the last five games for Brentford, so they're desperate to get three points, which I think will be the, the catalyst for Brentford to go on and win this game. I think they'll be really up for it. With Burnley, they won two or three weeks ago now, uh, and they've only win in the last five games. They've been struggling a lot down Burnley. They've been you know, really struggling to start the season, newly promoted football side, which is to be expected. I think at times, Vincent Company's guys have been playing really good football, but I just think Brentford, hopefully with the pressure on Thomas Frank, he needs to turn things around. I'm going to go Brentford 1-0. Bournemouth will take on Wolves. Big one, close game. I think both teams obviously struggling bottom end of the table as well. I'm going to go Wolves. I think that one win the last five games will do them well. A good Bournemouth still haven't got a win in five games. They're struggling Bournemouth. Um, I'm going to go Wolves. Luton Town travel away from home to take on Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I think Forest at Forest. I think that'll be too much of a big task for Luton. Luton is struggling in the bottom of the table as well. Nottingham Forest have had a decent start of the season. Steve Cooper will be very happy with his start of the season. Uh, I'm going to go with Forest. 1-0 as well in a close one. Now, because we've had a week off the Premier League, this has sort of been forgotten, but Man City coming off two straight losses. They are back at home playing Brighton. Yeah, and uh, and Brighton haven't had the best form coming into this game with a loss and a draw themselves before the international break. Um, I think that might just favour Man City. I know Man City haven't had two consecutive losses in a long time under Pep Guardiola, so it's a, it's a first time round for them, and I think a lot of eyes will be on them in the opening first 45 minutes to see how they react from that but I think they'll react just fine. I think the international break came at a good time for them. I think they'll collect together. I think they'll really unite as a football side, and I think uh, they'll probably give Brighton a good damaging with 2 or 3 nil in favour of Man City. Questions will be asked if Man City do go three losses in a row. Newcastle will play Crystal Palace. Newcastle United, yeah, look, I think Newcastle at the moment finding some, some form to start of the season. Had three wins and a draw heading into this game. Palace under old boy Roy, he's been uh, he's been getting this side galvanised together, and look, Palace have been one of the surprise packets to start the season. I have to say they've really come out of the blocks really well. Newcastle United up Newcastle, I think will be a stretch too far for, for Crystal Palace. I'm backing Newcastle to get all three points. Very intriguing game Sunday morning, three thirty, two thirty in Queensland. Chelsea play host to Arsenal. Yeah, look, Chelsea have had their first back-to-back wins in a long time as well under Mauricio Ponacino. So for them, they could be turning things around there slowly, but surely it's a long time coming for Chelsea fans, that's for sure. But they look like they've got that confidence together at the moment, uh, Chelsea, that we haven't seen in a long time. The players look united. They look like they're on the same page. Um, so that's really, really refreshing to see if you're a Chelsea fan that's been missing for some time. But I am going to back Arteta's men Arsenal have had 
uh, one draw in the last five games and had nothing but wins since. Uh, they haven't played their best football to start of the season, but I think that win against Man City before the international break has really galvanised that team and their season going forward. So I think Arsenal 2-0. Now, if you're up nice and early on Sunday morning, you can watch Sheffield United taking on Manchester United 6am. Yeah, well, Sheffield United near the bottom of the table. Uh, been a, a terrible start of the season for Sheffield United. Newly promoted Sheffield United. Obviously, we expected them to struggle a little bit this season. Uh, but uh, having four losses on the trot and a draw in the last five games, heading uh, into this United game is, is a big one. I think it's a step too far for Sheffield United right now. I think United, although their confidence United might be a little bit shot with the amount of pressure that's been on them uh, and a lot of pressure on Ten Hag's shoulders as well, I think they'll be good enough to get the job done. 2-0 in favour of United. And Monday morning, 2.30, Aston Villa will play West Ham. Well, this is going to be a big one. Fifth versus seventh. I'm really looking forward to seeing this game. Besides the Man City and Brighton game and Chelsea and, uh, and Arsenal as well as the Merseyside derby, I'm going to put this one in my fantastic calendar that I have, Dan, because Villa and West Ham. Villa, you know, Emery's been fantastic with this side so far, as has David Moyes' West Ham. Two very evenly played sides. Uh, I'm going to go in favour slightly of Villa, though. I think 1-0 in a very tight contest. I think just their the form of recent, heading into this one, three wins and a draw. The fact that West Ham been lost back-to-back games a couple of weeks ago, I think Villa are in good form at the moment. I think they'll be a uh, tight one, though. I think 1-0 will be the result. Now, there is one other game coming up this weekend, but that's not until Tuesday morning. We will chat again on Tuesday morning. John just writing that down in his calendar. That'll be between Tottenham and Fulham, of course, an intriguing game for everyone here. But we'll wait until Tuesday morning to preview that because we'll be on air reviewing the rest of the round and giving a big preview of that one. Just a text here, John, before I let you go. Uh, no name on it, but number ending in 375. Says the New South Wales government swapped grand finals for Unite Round. Good idea. Now, for Sydney FC to win both minor premierships and still host grand finals. There you go. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Uh, no offence to our Queensland listeners or anyone else listing on the app. They give away the... Uh, they let the grand final go. Yeah. Unite round, grand finals back, two minor premierships. That could happen, can't it? Uh, possibly, yeah. It can happen. I, I think it'd be great for, for Sydney FC fans, obviously. Western Sydney fans might, uh, might have something to say about that. But, uh, yes, I think it'd be great for football back in New South Wales. And I think it'll really grow the game here. So, hopefully, for Sydney FC fans' sake, that does transpire. And... Uh, Dan, I've got also my calendar here. Possible uh, destination for yourself, mate, is PNG, would you believe it or not? <laughs> PNG. If you want to go there for a holiday, you're more than welcome, my friend. Yeah, 18th team. Good away uh, trip. Of course, some games going to be played in Cairns as well, which is another uh, great place to go for a holiday. John, great stuff. Love talking to you. We'll have a chat again on Tuesday. Get working on more dates for that calendar. Great stuff, mate. My calendar's almost going to be filled up, so that's, uh, that's going to be pleasant to that- see. So, yes, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend and uh, catch up soon, mate. Thank you. John Gallo talking all things football and maybe he might be able to get a job on Getaway at some point in time. Is that show still on? Don't know. Uh, 10 to 6, 10 to 5 in Queensland. We'll wrap things up with a couple more texts in a second. Now, don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and a C supply text here to finish things up from Junior Smithy. Morning, Dan. The NRL should have been, the 18th team should have been in Perth. This part of New Guinea side uh, will be a failure. 
what the NRL should be doing is creating a specific competition that consists of all those nations, including some new franchises from New Zealand. By doing that, the international competition will be stronger and better for it. That from Junior Smithy. Yeah, not a bad idea. Interesting to see where this all leads. No doubt more talk about it throughout the day on SEN, starting with the breakfast shows coming up after the 6 o'clock news. Thank you for your company this week. Been fun. I'll be back with you Monday morning from 5am, 4am in Queensland. Coming up next, Copes and Brandy for breakfast. Listers through Queensland. You'll get the first hour of Copes and Brandy, then Patton Heels from 6am local time. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here Monday morning from 5am, 4am in Queensland. Breakfast will follow the news. Yes.